Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Aloha, this is Jude, and today we're going to be talking about crossing over. So what crossing over is, is when a soul leaves the physical body, leaves the physical realm, and then crosses over into the light, and what that looks like, how it happens, and what it is like on the other side. And Patty, being the priestess of the light over here... (laughs) (laughs) I like that title. (laughs) She has vast knowledge on the other side and a lot of clarity and detail about what that is. So I'm excited to hand this over to her. Um, Patty, how would you like to open up this conversation? Hi, Jude. Thank you. So I am a medium. Jude and I are both mediums, which means that we have the ability to talk to dead people, to talk to people that have crossed over. And what's lovely about that is oftentimes people that have passed are able to give me glimpses of what crossing over looks like or explain that journey to me or explain their personal journey to me. And I can relay that to loved ones. And of everything I do, I feel like doing medium work is the biggest healer. It's so wonderful for someone who's lost somebody that they love and care about to know that they're doing okay, to know that their passing was easy, to know that they're in a state of light and love. And that's something that I've just really asked for more clarity on and to improve my ability of. And it's been an amazing journey and I love that part of my job. So I would like to say, first of all, that contacting the people that have passed can be an interesting thing. There are times when Spirits are really close and I can see them and I can tell you what they look like and they might use your nickname or they speak in the same manner that they did when they were here on the planet. And then there are other times when it's foggy or I can't contact them at all. And on the other side, sometimes they're busy. Spirits are busy. So when a a human crosses over, there are times when it's fast, there are times when it's slow and a little more difficult. But once they cross that barrier, they're in a state of love and light and joy and inner peace and inner calm. Oftentimes they have a loved one that has passed, a mother, a grandmother, a brother, sister, um, sometimes even a pet that will come and greet them and help them cross. My father, who was a psychic, when his mother was passing, his um, grandmother showed up and sat on the edge of the bed and told my father that she was going to be passing soon. And then when my dad was passing, he told me that his own mother showed up and sat on the end of his bed and told him it was time to go. And he told her to get away and go away and never come back and that he wasn't ready. And she said, okay, but soon it will be time soon. Oftentimes, people have a lovely experience of a loved one greeting them and helping them to cross over. So the way it's been explained to me is that when we pass, the first thing we do is we go into a state of life review. And this is a time when we have this amazing experience of going back and looking at 
all of the things that we experienced in this lifetime and what it meant to us. And if there were lessons that we were here to learn or life's purpose, if we were able to fulfill that. And we have this lovely ability to see how every word that we have said, every action we have made, every thought that we have made, how that has branched out in this lovely ripple and how it affects so many people on the planet. So many times when we're alive, we feel isolated or like what we're going through is really our own experience, but really we are all one. And even though we are in separate bodies in the human manifestation, everything we do has a huge effect on everyone else. And in this life review phase, we get to really see that and we get to see how important our life was and how much impact we had on all of those around us. And we also look at things that we did that we were proud of. We look at things that we did that we aren't proud of, that we did incorrectly, but we're in a state of acceptance and love. And it's not a state of judgment whatsoever. And so we go through this place of life review. And again, it's not a linear space. There's no such thing as time. According to us, Somebody can say, my mother died 25 years ago, and she may still, when I look at her, be in that life review spot, and that's perfectly fine. That's what she chose. She was comfortable there, and she's taking the time there that she would like. Other times, people will cross through that and into the light or into the oneness or into the wholeness almost instantaneously. And so it's different with each person. But once people have crossed through the life review that is when they're in a place where it's a little bit easier for them to contact their loved ones, to come to us in dreams, to show up, to let us know things are okay, to send us little signs like songs that remind us of them, or maybe we'll smell our father's pipe smoke or our grandmother's perfume. So at that place, it's a little bit easier for them to contact us. And from there, dead people do so much. They're busy. They come down into this earth realm to steer us in the right direction, to assist us, to help us make right decisions. And other spirits are busy working on humanity and trying to help the planet. And others are just enjoying the state of oneness and the state of inner calm and peace and love. Some are planning on reincarnating and going into a place to plan on what their next life is going to be like. So it's a fascinating thing to witness, but regardless of how difficult it is near the end of someone's death or about how gnarly a passing may be, once they cross over, it's just into the state of love. Is that how you see it, Jude? Yeah, I really loved hearing everything you just said because that's really how I see it too. And what I'm sharing comes from me and my firsthand experience. I didn't read any books that explain this to me. It's just simply being able to see spirits and watching them go through the various stages of their death. For example, for me, which feels very much in alignment with what you said, is when a spirit leaves their physical body, the first thing that I notice that happens, and it depends on the state of their death, whether you know it was a very peaceful and calm passing or maybe something a little more intense, there's a moment that they're kind of accepting and realizing that they have left their body and now they are in spirit form. So I watched them kind of go through that big aha moment, like, wow, I'm out of my body, but I'm still here. I'm existing. And I mean, everybody's experience is totally unique. Some people take to it very quickly. Some people it's like this huge rush and they're just completely bewildered by every morsel of the experience. 
especially, you know, I love it when I see elderly people pass and they go through this because they're suddenly liberated of the weight of their physical body and like the aging, if they weren't able to be as mobile and all of a sudden they get all this freedom and this movement and it's this very, oh my goodness, just liberating experience for them. And and so I see that window first. And that typically for me lasts not very long, like maybe the first couple days. And I'm really kind of giving you a generalized viewpoint. And then I'll see them be greeted by loved ones. So as soon as they kind of accept I'm out of my body and I'm still existing, I'll notice that their loved ones come around. Whether it's a spirit guide or a loved one or somebody that they're familiar with, it can be different. Just like you said, it could be a pet even that comes and gives them comfort and company on being able to cross over, which is always really lovely to witness from my standpoint, because it's usually people that they've missed, that they love, that had crossed over before them. And so being able to witness that reunion is a really lovely vision. And then after that, I see them go sometimes, depending, like I said, on the state of their death and what they're experiencing in the physical, I'll see them go into what I'm going to describe as the holding in a healing space for a moment. So if they were somebody that was experiencing a lot of physical discomfort in the physical realm or emotional discomfort, there's a moment of rest and love that I'll see with their loved ones that are coming to assist them where they're kind of recalibrating their energy to make the journey. And I guess that's the way that I see it. There's just a moment. And so all of these things that I'm describing kind of happen within the first few days after a death. And from their perspective, I don't know if to them it lasts seconds. I don't know if it lasts years. Then they go into, I agree, this like life review. Once their kind of energy is up and ready to handle that, because going through your life and seeing every good and bad and ugly thing you did, I think you have to have your energy a little bit prepared to be able to look at yourself in that way. They're not just going to jam you into a life review before you feel more um, vibrant in your spirit. So I think that's why I see that kind of holding and healing space. And then the life review happens. And I fully agree with you, Patty, that can last years and years and years. And because of the difference in time on the other side, like I said, I don't know if it lasts for them hours and it feels like years on this side, but I have seen people in that life review state that could linger. But in general, it seems to be pretty swift. And then they go fully to the other side and then they are basked in the light. And when they connect to that super high vibrational frequency of light, which the way that I view it, because I can't see light in such refined detail. It's just like a wash of light. It's like that light cleanses them of the energetic baggage from the life that they lived. And they become more purified versions of themselves. They become, as Patty said, in a state of love, where all of the things that were bogging them down or all the things they were hung up about in life and all of the petty issues they had with people are no longer existing or don't matter. So, you know, if they were still angry or arguing with somebody before they they pass. Once they've passed and crossed over, they don't hold on to the anger. They don't hold on to the resentment that they had with people who are still living. Even if the living people <laughs> may still be holding on to it towards them, it's like they get washed of what all of that is. And then I see them in this much more high vibrational, loving, happier place. And they are full of energy and full of life. And it's like they reconnect with all of who they are through all of the lifetime. So they become kind of whole and have a lot of wisdom and insight, a wider perspective of everything that's happening in the living realm. And they have a vantage point of 
what is right and what is best and what is in the highest. So yeah, in a way, I guess I see it very similar to how you see it, Patty. I mean, I guess I'm just kind of explaining it in my own words because that's just my personal perspective of the steps that I see a spirit go through as they're crossing over. I think so too. When you're talking about a being passing over and becoming whole or full, I would describe it as they're reconnecting with their soul. And your soul has been with you through many carnations. Your soul knows all of your experiences and has a full understanding of your experience. So I would say that when they cross over into that light, that's when they reconnect with their soul. And they go from being a person to being a soul. So with that said, oftentimes people say, well, if my grandmother is in a state of oneness or back in a state of light or completeness, why is she coming through and able to talk to me? So how I believe is that the soul that has passed wants to bring peace to loved ones that are left here on the earth. And so they come through as the being they were when they were humans. They come through in a way that the loved one can understand. So they're going to show up looking like they did when you knew them as a human. And oftentimes their personality traits will come through when they're talking to me. So the loved ones have returned to a place of oneness. And oftentimes I am asked, well, you know, if my grandmother that has passed is in the state of oneness or is reconnected and is back into her soul, how is she able to speak to me? And what happens is oftentimes that ghost will come through in a manner that we can relate to. They will let me see them the way they looked when they were in human form. They will have personality traits that come through that they had when they were in human form. And these are all things that help their loved ones that are left know that they are with us and understand who they are. They come through in a way that helps their loved ones find inner peace and acceptance with their passing. And like I said, there are times when they show up and I can tell you exactly what they look like, what they're wearing, what their mannerisms are, what your nickname was. And other times it can be a little foggier. But when they come through, they're coming through with the purpose of reconnecting and helping their loved ones. And I've had people say, well, you know, does my grandmother know how much I love her? Does she know that I'm sorry about this specific incident? And it's not only do they know, they feel they're in a state of oneness and they're able to connect with your heart and know how much you love them without you having to tell them. They're able to feel the remorse that you have over something that may have not gone right. And they're always in a state of complete and utter forgiveness and acceptance. And it's beautiful. And it's the same thing with belongings. You know, they'll say, are they mad about the way we're handling the will? Or are they upset about what I've done with their belongings? And I've never talked to somebody that's passed that gave a shit about money, their (laughs) jewelry, their belongings. Those things are not important. And when they come through, even if they come through and say something like, I'm sorry that you you had experienced this, or I'm sorry that you saw this side of me, they're apologizing to help you feel better, but it's a lack of emotion. When we're apologizing, we have this sick feeling in our stomachs. When they're apologizing, they're just coming from a state of love. So they're speaking that way in a state of love that will help you understand and help you to feel better. But they don't feel those negative emotions when they pass. They're in a, a full state of love. They're in a super, super high vibrational space. Patty, what is it like on the other side? Have you been able to see what you know, uh, people say are heaven in those higher planes, do you view anything in that reality, in that dimension? It's interesting because it's more 
that I've been given information about that. It's like I've been told a story or told what it's like. However, my grandmother has told me that when I'm ready, she will take my hand and she will help me pass through and help me experience that. And as amazing as that sounds, I haven't had the guts to take her up on that yet. And that's something that I'm waiting for the right time to do. So it's more rather than feeling it, it's more of having it explained to me. And I get a lot of my information from people that have passed. I sit and have conversations with dead people on a regular. And it's interesting because I have had clients whose loved ones that have passed that have given me far more information and spent far more time with me than my own loved ones that have passed. Some ghosts are just really chatty and they want to really help us and help explain what's going on while other ones are are busy doing something else. And sometimes they just tell me they're busy and I don't really even know exactly what it is they're doing. But there's no direct pattern with that. And as I mentioned in our bios, my father was an extremely psychic, intuitive man. And when he was passing, he had cancer and we had some time before he passed. We had all these plans on how we were going to communicate and connect with one another. And he was going to explain everything to me and send me signs. And I didn't hear a word from him, didn't see him in a dream, didn't sense him, smell him, nothing for a little over two years. And that was really hard on me. It made me question a lot of things because I thought if anybody could come through, it would be him. And after a couple years, I finally had a dream about him. And then I was able to see him and smell his pipe and visit him. And now I can talk to him fairly regularly. But there are people that I'm not related to that are dead that talk to me and come in much more clear than my own father does. So it's really interesting. I don't think we give dead people enough credit for what they can do here on earth. Not only do they hear us when they, so we speak to them, not only do they keep an eye on us and try to guide us in the right direction and love us and send us loving energy. You know, and many of us have had experience with a song coming on or smelling their pipe or their perfume, like I said before. My grandmother, when I lose something, I ask her to help me find it, and she helps me find things all the time. One time I lost something very precious to our family that I threw away, and I begged her to help me, and then I got a little cocky and said, you know, it'd be really cool if you put it on this one shelf so I would know it came from you. And on Valentine's Day, I woke up in the morning and I decided just to let that go and get on with my life and tell my mother about this thing that I'd thrown away accidentally that was very important to her, a family heirloom, and I walked into my room and there on that exact shelf was the item that I'd thrown away that my grandmother had brought to me. Some spirits, some ghosts just really can come through and really be present here. Others aren't interested or that's not what they're doing on the other side or they don't feel like their loved ones need that. And another thing is sometimes they know better than us. You know, if they were to visit us or send us signs, it might get in the way of our grieving process. It might slow down our grieving their death. They know better on when is the right time to come through. And I've had family members where somebody that has passed has really shown up to one and not at all to the other. And the person that hasn't seen them felt pretty left out and kind of sad. But in actuality, that spirit knew that the one person that didn't sense them, that if they were to come through, that would get in the way of their healing process and their grieving process and get in the way of them moving on with their life. So I've had profound conversations and meetings with people that have passed, and it's such an amazing source of wisdom and love. And it's a super high vibrational frequency. We are lower. So to contact loved ones, we have to raise our vibration up as high as we can 
can and they have to bring it down to meet us. So it can be a little tricky for them sometimes to do that. And it's easier for some than others, but we really need to be patient and trust that they know better than us and that they're going to come through in a manner that we're comfortable with and a time that we are ready. That there's a whole divine timing piece. I agree with that. In my experience, there are some spirits that come in with so much energy and the conversation seems super clear and they show me a very clear image of who they are, what they're wearing, features about themselves. And then there's some that come in and it seems like I'm looking through like veils. Like I sense them, but they're, you know, they're just not coming in as strong and it's just not as clear. I think it's a two-way streak. I think that uh, some spirits are just better at communicating. They have more energy to bring into the conversation. Also, perhaps maybe it has something to do with my day too, how I'm feeling that day or the client in the collective energy of the three of us in this conversation. But yeah, it's really crazy how some spirits can come in so strong. And I have clients that bring the same spirits every single time that we have a session and the conversation's very smooth and very clear. And then I've had people ask specifically if I could tune in with specific loved ones. And yeah, I agree. It's not that I hear that they're busy. It's just like I'm not able to get a clear connection. And I have no idea why it is like that. I don't know why. Divine timing might be the answer, just as you said. Right. Or maybe a vibrational alignment, like things have to be kind of in alignment. And if something's just off a little bit, you know, that portal is not going to open. I totally agree with you. I love how you describe that as they're behind veils because there are times they're standing there and they're talking to me and I can pass on direct information. And then there are times when they're kind of trying to give me sign language and they look frustrated that I can't quite get what they're trying to say. Like they're over and over trying to give me a message that I can't quite hold on to. And then there are times when it's like I have to read them to pass on the information. The communication isn't quite there and I'm trying to read them. And then there's times somebody really comes in to see Aunt Sue, but Uncle Tom is who's coming through. Totally. And I've also noticed that if I talk too long to a spirit, they tend to recede in my vision. Like they can come in really strong for like a little bit of time. But if I try to hold on to that connection too long, the connection gets weaker and weaker and they seem to get further and further away from me. And that's something that I experience. Well, and they're in this wonderful high dimension and they have to kind of dumb it down. You know, they have to lower their frequency so that we can chat with them. So that makes total sense to me that they're only willing or able to lower that for X amount of time. And I agree with you. I can't sit and talk to a spirit for hours on end. No, I can't either. In fact, it's draining for me to keep that very clear because I'm working very hard to keep my frequency at their frequency in order to make that communication happen. And after so much time, you know, I get zapped too. It's a little bit tiring to keep it open. Yeah. And I'd like to kind of correct something a little bit. I said earlier that it's more that I've been told a story or told what it's like. But a lot of my clients will agree to this. Oftentimes when I'm doing mediumship work, I will sit and cry. There are times when my clients are totally dried and fight and I'm just bawling, you know, your grandmother's saying she loves you because I do feel it. Once I'm able to connect, the feeling of oneness and love is so overwhelmingly amazing and beautiful that it's hard not to emotionally to react to that. Do you find that, Jude? Yes. Do you find yourself feeling that? Totally. I'll get very emotionally involved in the message sometimes, especially if it's deeply heartfelt and and 
you know, they're being very passionate about something that they're saying. I'll get very emotional and cry it out because sometimes the person in the living room is simply getting a message that, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are big ones. Like, especially if somebody's coming over from the other side and trying to help the living person find peace with unresolved issues and things like that. And they're bringing messages forward like that. Yeah, it can get very emotional. But for me, as far as communicating with spirits who have crossed over, it's kind of rare in terms of like how many clients will come see me, like one out of every 10, will I ever get that kind of connection with somebody who's crossed over? And sometimes it's like mind-blowingly just like a clear hit on what it is. And like I said, sometimes it's like through the veil. Does that happen to you often? Are you always connecting with their loved ones? Gosh, I feel like I'm kind of tooting my own horn a little bit here, but I would say, you know, 95% of the time wow. I can connect. I know, but <laughs> I know I can connect in some manner. And like you said, sometimes it's just crazy and profound and I'm blown away by the experience. And other times it's, you know, just a little bit of information. Other times they're not even asking to speak to somebody, but I'm like, okay, who's the older man that's standing behind you that's been gone five years? You know, sometimes spirit will come through without even being asked. But I have really, really worked on setting the intention and asking for the ability to do this, like I said earlier, because of how important it is and how much peace it can bring to the loved ones that are left. I mean, I beg spirit to help me be a better medium. And so it's something that I've worked on a lot. And it does happen fairly frequently, but like I said, at different levels. Yeah, I do ask too, and I've been asking more and more lately, and I have noticed that my ability and the clarity of the communication has been stronger. It's a kind of a slow incremental climb. I do feel like I have a lot of growth in that area of being able to communicate clearly with spirits who've crossed over. I do want to share that as far as a view of the heavenly realms and what's on the other side, I have actually had some very clear visions of what that looks like. And uh, it's kind of just like a quick blast of a vision. It's not anything I've been able to linger in for a long time and really explore, but it's enough of an impression that I can get enough detail of what it looks like. And what I see are these like beautiful landscapes. It's not much different than what we see here on earth, but way more vibrant, way more beautiful, full of light. Colors are like hyper colors. Like green is not green. It's just like the most beautiful, luminous, vibrant green you can even imagine. And so many different shades of that green. And the landscapes are like pristine and perfect and beautiful. And when I have had the opportunity to see those heavenly realms for a moment, it just looks like the the most beautiful untouched landscapes on earth, but just lit up like there's an inner glow, almost like a vast infinity with how far those landscapes reach. And that's a vision that I've had in the heavenly realms. It does not actually look that much different from earth and or other planetary landscapes, I should say. I think it looks like landscapes. And I've gotten impressions of structures and buildings in those heavenly spaces. But like I said, because it's like this blast, this very clear vision of what it is for a moment, because I think it takes a lot of energy for them to come through from the other side into this dimension, into this lower earth frequency and give me that information. So I'm only able to see it for like a moment, but it's strong enough and clear enough and undeniable in a way that that is what I'm looking at. 
and I've seen enough of it to know how beautiful it is. And I'm quite honestly looking forward to journeying onto that space myself, but in, in my own good time. <laughs> yeah. Not that's, rushing. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I've Maybe I should have taken my grandmother up on, on her could. offer before we did this podcast, but um, I just more sense a vibrational frequency rather than see, and it's odd because I'm a very visual person, but I don't get things visually in that dimension. I just feel the frequency and I feel the love and the energy of it rather than seeing something. I have, however, just recently traveled with a dog that had passed. Luckily, I was at home that day when my client's dog decided to go because I just was sitting there bawling because it was the most amazing visual that I had ever seen. Just the freedom of his physical body. This dog just started like swimming in the air and dancing and and moving around in this light. And he just traveled on and on and didn't look back until he got to like a little bit of a threshold. And that's where he stopped and he turned back and looked at his master you know, and it's like he got to that point where he realized that he had left his physical body and he had left his master behind. And it's like he laid down for a while at this threshold and just sat there till he was ready. And then when he was ready, some loved ones showed up and helped him cross over. And it was just amazing and beautiful. And that's something that I found with domestic dogs. And I haven't seen any cats, so I can't speak about that. But dogs are just here in a state of love. They're here to be loved they're here to love their people. They're just such a pure energy that when they pass, it's usually zip right across. I find that interesting because I've actually had a few um, experiences with the dogs specifically crossing over. And just like you, I haven't seen a cat. And I'm a cat person. I don't know why I've never seen a cat, but I have seen a few dogs cross over. But your description of this last experience that you had with the dog crossing over is how I see all spirits crossover. And I'm like, surprised you never seen that before. I'm actually a little shocked, Patty, that I've seen this more than you. And I think maybe it's because I see so many earthbound spirits. And like I said, I help a lot of them and I'm always being encountered by them. And I have, you know, my method of helping them cross over. And it's pretty much exactly like that. I see them kind of walk kind of ascend into a light and they get to a threshold that I know that once they cross that threshold that they've gone into uh, the light and started their journey with their life review and all of that. And it's super beautiful every time I see it. And every time I cross the spirit over, I get to see that. I get to witness that. That's great. That's great. So we had a question from one of our listeners about reincarnation. And if we can contact or read a soul that is getting ready to reincarnate. So I thought this might be a good time to address that since we're in this space. And I'll tell you how I see it, Jude, and I'm curious how you do. When I am trying to contact somebody that has passed, when they are getting ready to reincarnate, for me, they seem off in the distance. It's kind of like they're off on top of a mountaintop or they're just over the hill. I can still sense them and I can get general information from them, but they're there's quite a bit more distance between them and I. And that usually tells me that they're getting ready to incarnate. It's almost like they're up to bat. You know, they're getting ready to go. So they're preparing for this incarnation and it's a little harder to read. But once that being fully incarnates, I still can read the soul. You know, I still can give you information from them and tell you about them and give you messages from them. It's a little more distance and it's a little harder to get that information and it doesn't usually come out as clear as it does with someone that isn't quite ready to incarnate or that hasn't incarnated yet. How do you get that? 
I think that's fascinating. Now that you mentioned the question and I'm thinking about it, I know somewhere in my distant memory, there was at least one experience I had where I was communicating with the spirit on the other side and they gave me a clear message that they were getting ready to reincarnate. But I haven't had a lot of experience with that, to be honest. I don't really have a lot to share because I don't have a lot of experience with souls that are getting ready or have already reincarnated. I've had a couple times when I've had someone come in that's pregnant or getting ready and I've been like, oh, this is your uncle so-and-so coming through, or this is your great-grandfather coming through. And it's a little trippy. And you know, I, I ask first to make sure that my client can handle this type of information, but I will get information like that, or, oh, you know, your daughter is your great-great-grandmother incarnated. So I do see connections that way with living people that are within that same tribe, you know, and I think we need to have a whole podcast on reincarnation. I know. I was just about to like, I was like, dang, I could say yeah. a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how far do we want to start on here? But <laughs> I love seeing, okay, now that's different. Now I have seen a lot of souls that are getting ready to incarnate, but I haven't been able to link them to the relationship to the living person. Like I definitely see that it's their soulmate, but I've not gotten a clear hit of like, oh, this is your grandfather or this is somebody else that is trying to incarnate. What I have found is I've had a few women who've come in and they had a few miscarriages. It doesn't happen with all of them, but with a couple of them, I've seen that it was the same soul that was still trying to incarnate through the multiple pregnancies. So I've seen that. Right. I have two. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So one quick thing I want to say before we wrap it up is talking about signs. Our loved ones will send us signs and symbols and things to just let them know that they're still with us. And I like to tell people that your relationship hasn't ended. It's just morphed into a new relationship. It's just working out in a new way. That it's not an ending. It's just a change or shift. So if you are doing something and you see a beautiful butterfly and all of a sudden you think of a loved one, yes, that is a sign from your loved one. And we doubt ourselves so much that we miss so many things. You're not going to see a butterfly every day and be reminded of a specific person. But if you see one or you see the same color butterfly over and over, and when you see it, it reminds you of your loved one. Or like I mentioned earlier, you hear a song that is something that a song that you shared with somebody. When you think about them, that's because they're close. They're with you. They're coming to check on you. They're sending you a sign. They're just sending you a little bit of love. So just trust yourself. If you feel them, sense them, see something that reminds you of them, it's them. Yeah, I have a little story I'd like to share around that. Many years ago, I had a relative who passed away. And after he passed away, he showed up and showed me that he was in heaven. And he was one of the first souls that showed me what the heavenly realm looked like. He gave me a very clear shot, a very clear image of what this was. And he was asking me to tell his wife that he was there, that he had made it, and he was okay. And I wasn't about to contact her and give her this very general message. I was like, this is a very plain message. It's not full of any good detail. And I kept saying, go away, go away. I'm not going to contact her and give her this very general message. And finally, on the third day, I was like, okay, if he bothers me one more time, I'll do it. And sure enough, he comes through and he's like, please just tell her I'm here and I'm okay. So I decide to write this relative and I write her this letter and I'm just kind of confessing to her because she didn't know that I saw spirits. And by the way, your husband who just passed 
visited me and he just wants you to know that he's in heaven, he made it there and he is okay. So I sealed up the envelope and this was the last envelope in my house, by the way, and I licked it and I remembered that I had picked up this hummingbird pin that I wanted to send to my grandmother. So I ran, got the hummingbird pin, threw it in the envelope, closed it and sent it off. And I put no message as to where that hummingbird pin belonged. Well, what happened was the letter ended up getting to my relative and she read it and she was deeply moved by it because what I didn't know that the spirit knew was that his wife was deeply distraught on whether or not he had fully crossed over because they had a certain set of religious beliefs. And because of what was happening in their life prior to his death, she worried that he might be in purgatory or limbo or stuck and wasn't granted access into heaven. And this deeply bothered her. And the story I heard from my grandmother was that she was getting grief counseling from somebody who was a part of her church. And during one of the conversations, this hummingbird had come up to the window and hovered there for a long minute. And she was very moved by the experience. She had never seen a hummingbird come to her window like that. And she felt very strongly that this was the spirit of her husband trying to make a connection with her. And the person who was counseling her told her that it was not. So she never had that peace and that knowing. In fact, uh, her religious teachings were telling her that she needed to pray, pray, pray for this safety and sanctity of his soul to make it to heaven. So even though I didn't understand the message at the time, and it seemed very plain and very general, it had great significance to the person the message was for. So when that envelope arrived to her and she had read the letter, she picked up the envelope after she had read it to put the letter back in it, and there falls out the hummingbird pin, which was a clear sign for her that... That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess it just, you know, blew everybody away, and it was just a clear message that the hummingbird was his way of connecting with her. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. A great way to come out to your family about being psychic. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thank you all for for listening and, and joining us today. And I hope you can find something in this podcast that gives you peace around the loved ones that you've lost and gives you hope. And just know that they hear you when you think about them. They hear you when you talk to them and that they're with you all the time. Okay. Until next time. Aloha. Bye-bye.